All right, let's go on. Today's daf is daf nun vav, page 56. In Hiligam Masechus Adarim, we pick up from the very beginning of daf nun vav, very top, we're up to the Mishnah. Here we go, continuing on the theme of nedarim, and if you use an expression, you say a word, whatever that word has connotations of is going to be usher. So hanaydarim and abayah, somebody makes a vow that they're not going to enter a house. Yankul's house, we'll call it. Not any house, I'm not going to Yankul's house. Says Rabbi Meir, Mutter Baliyah Div Rabbi Meir. Even though you said you're not going to enter the house, guess what? You can still go to the attic. You can go to the second floor. Rabbi Meir must be of the opinion that people refer to the Aliyah, the attic, in a different expression than the bias. So if you said a bias, nobody thinks you mean the second floor unless you say that specifically. Fine. The Chomram, the Chomram saying, no. Aliyah Bechla bias. The attic is like the house. So if you say, I'm not going to enter a bias, you're not even allowed to enter the Aliyah. Fine. Hanaydam in Aliyah. Somebody makes a vow, they're not going to enter the attic. Mutter Babayis. Everybody's going to agree, you're still allowed to enter the main level of the house. Because nobody refers to the bias as the Aliyah. If I say, I'm making a vow, I will not enter the attic. Everybody agrees you could enter the main floor. But if you say, I'm making a nether, I'm not entering the main floor, a bias. That word bias according to Rav Meir, includes anything that's part of the house, even the attic, the Chum will argue. Okay. Says Gemara Mantana, Bebayis L'Rabbis Esayitziah, Bebayis L'Rabbis Aliyah. There's a b'risa that says, that whenever it says in the Pasuk, uh, Babayis is referring to Tzaras, it's including the Ali, it's referring to, it's, I'm sorry, it's including the uh, Yitziah, now, the Yitzia is the porch of the upper level. Babayis, the Rabbi Saliyah, and the house, that includes the attic. So, if Babayis includes the upper porch, and Babayis includes the Aliyah, includes the attic, whose opinion our Mishnah is this following by saying it's all together? Amar, is it Rameir or the Chams? Amar, says Rameir. It's clearly the opinion of Rabbi Meir, di Rabbanon. Because if it's the opinion of the Rabbanon, now again, the Chams say that the Aliyah, the attic, is like the house. If you're going to say it's like the Rabbanon, Ha'amri Rabban, Aliyah, Bechal, Bayis, Lamali, Krabba, Bayis, Lerabuye. They say whenever you say Bayis, it includes the attic. So if Bayis includes the attic, why would I need a Pasuk to include the attic? You understand? For the fact that Torah is including the attic in the Bayis, Means, if not for the Torah including it, I wouldn't have naturally assumed it's together. From the fact that I need a drasha to connect the Aliyah to the bias, is a raya. That is two separate things. Abayah says, no. I feel to him, Rabbanon. You could even say this, Brisa follows the opinion of the Rabban who says the same thing. But still, Baikra, even according to Rabban who said the Aliyah is like the bias, I would still need a Pasuk to connect the attic to the main floor when it comes to Tzaras. Why? I would have thought to say, It says Tzaras applies in the house in Eretz Yisrael. Any part of the house that's connected to the earth, connected to Eretz Yisrael, that's what's called a bias because it's dependent on the earth, depending on the soil, and maybe the upper story, maybe the attic, is not is not included in the laws of Taraz because it's not in the land of Israel. It's on the house that's in the land of Israel. So the Gemara says, the Torah is letting us know, Aliyah ha Yeah? Granted, the Aliyah is not connected to the ground, but since the Torah says that Babayis, so it's coming to be the rabbis, 
es aliyah, that even the aliyah, which is part of the bias, but not directly on the earth, even if you have tzaras on the second story on the, in the attic, there will be tumah, there will be impurity. Okay, Gavaldik. So far, we have uh, our Mishnah, we mentioned a brisa, which quoted the babayas la rabbis aliyah, and that brisa can be either a mayor or the chacham. Fine. Who is it going like? The opinion of Huna Barchia who quoted Ula who says, If somebody says, I am selling you a house in my house, he could show him the Aliyah, he could show him the attic. Okay, meaning that if Ruben says to Shimon, I'm selling you a house in my house, and Shimon buys it, Reuven could tell Shimon, oh, by the way, the house in the house was the attic. The reason why he's allowed to do that is because he said, a house in my house. I'm selling to you. Unless he just sells him a house. Then you can't say that you intended to sell the attic. There's a binner of mayor who says, Ali and the bias are two separate things. And it's a Gemara. No, not necessarily. I feel it. It even says the Rabbanan, my Aliyah, what does Aliyah mean? Not, what does he mean, uh, uh, the house in the house, and you can even sell the Aliyah, it doesn't mean you can sell it in the second story, you know what it means? Me'ula Shebebatim, Givaldik, the best of the house, the best of the house, all right? So, um, meaning, you have to, if you sell a house, you're obligated to give him a very high, uh, a very high quality house, but if you just mention bias, then it could be, any bias. Bottom line is, again, we don't have a proof whether that Brisa is referring to Rav Meir or the Rabbanan. Both of them can stim very well, can fit very well. Okay, next Mishnah. A guy says, I am not using a bed. Making a vow, I'm not using a bed. Mutter bedargosh. You're still allowed to use a dargosh. Now, the Gemara over here, um, until Amud Beis, is going to focus uh, and this is going to be the main crux of the sugya on what a dargish is, okay? This is the whole Gemara, uh, until the next Mishnah, actually in the middle of Amad Beis, is going to focus on what a dargish is, so we're going to, we're going to refrain from uh, translating it. Just, it's a type of bed, we'll see what type of bed. So, again, you said I'm not going to use a bed, you can still could use a dargish bed. No. Dargish b'chlamita. A dargish, whatever type of bed that is, that is still a bed, and therefore, if you say the word mita, it includes a dargish. You can't even use a dargish. If somebody makes a nether that they're not going to benefit or use a dargish, however, it's certainly permitted to use a regular bed. Okay? No issue. So the question is like this, so to speak. If I say, I'm not going to use, I'm making a vow, I'm not using bed, a bed. Does that include like a day bed? Technically, now dargish not a day bed, but you know, in a, you know, in a, a similar setting, did I mean a day bed? You can say, oh, maybe a day bed's called something else, but the mice it's called a bed. The mice it is, or do we say that no, it's, uh, or, or do we say on the flip side that a dargish is different than uh, a, a bed, and therefore, if he says I'm usher from a dargish, certainly a standard type of bed will be allowed. There's nobody who calls a standard bed. A dargish. If you say the word dargish, certainly a standard bed is going to be permitted to use. Zog the Gemara, Frek the Gemara, the Gemara asks, my dargish, 
What is a dargash? What type of bed is this? Amar Hula Hula says, Arsa de Gada. It is a bed of good luck. It's a good luck bed. All right? Says the Gemara. Amar Hula Rabbana Hula. Rabbana said Hula. One second. Hadatran. This is one of the Mishnah. Kishahin Mavrin Aisai. When a Melech, when a Jewish king is in Avelis, so they would bring him a suda savra'a, this mourner's suda, the mourner's meal. Everybody else should lean on the floor. He should recline, he should lean on a dargish. And if a dargish is referring to a bed of good luck, does it make sense that a king is going to sit on this type of bed when he's in Avelis? He wouldn't do such a thing. Masla Ravina, Ravina says, he challenges this approach, and he says, one second, what are you asking? You're going to say, it's, uh, I'll answer you, it's similar to meat and wine. Okay? And generally, a person could eat meat and drink wine if he wants. But in that meal, we specifically give it to him. So he says, what are you asking me? Now you're sitting on the, on the bed of good luck? Just in Avelis? Just no, not necessarily now, but the same way during you have specific foods during specific meals, okay? And for example, by the Sutta Savrag, we would feed Pasavayans. Maybe we insist also that uh, the the, the, the Melech, who's in mourning, specifically does sit on this bed of good luck. This way it'll help him feel better. But we have another question. The Tanya we learned in that a person who's in Avelos would they would turn over their beds as signs of mourning, okay, and to make it uncomfortable. But a Dargish bed they would not overturn. They would not turn over. Ella Rather, they would stand it up. It would stand up, okay. The Amrin Arsa the Gadahu, if you're gonna tell me it's a bed of good luck, Vatanya, we learned in the Braisa, Kaifas Mitasa. If somebody turns over his bed, you turn over every bed. So if a Dargish is a bed, why are we saying stand it up? We should say turn it over. For the fact that we're saying stand it up instead of turning it over is a proof that it's not a standard bed that just has good luck. It's a whole different type of bed over here. Answer the Gemara, Halakashas, no question. We now turn to Nunva Vamud Beis, 56b. We'll say it's like a, uh, a bed, is like a, um, uh, a dargish, is like a bed that's set aside for Kalim, meaning there's beds that, and couches that people sit on, and then there's other areas, you know, like a uh, coffee table or whatever, where people sit down their kalim, their vessels, their utensils on the title, and their raisa, and my samitim, the kalim. If let's say there's a bed that's set aside for, you know, storage or uh, as a shelf, ain't sarach lechvaisa, you don't turn it over during avelis. We'll only turn over beds during avelis and make it uncomfortable during the shiva if they are specific to human usage. Okay. Answers the Gemara, says the Gemara, Ali'i Kasha, Kasha. But again, what are we, how are we explaining what a Dargish is? We're saying a Dargish is a good luck bed. Says the Gemara, but I'm going to ask you another question. How can you tell me Dargish is a good luck bed? The time we learned in the Rizal, Rav Shimming Amiyalim, Rav Shimming Amiyal says, Dargish Matir Karbita, Vuhu Naifel Meyelov. 
what happens is when you have a special dargush bed and you have an ovel, somebody in mourning, so it's like a hammock type of style where you have ropes going back and forth that they ultimately sat on. So he says, if by a dargush you undo the end of the ropes and then it falls down by itself. Okay, so it's kind of like he's going to sit lower down. And if this bed is a regular bed, um, but it's, it's meant for good luck, Karbitin Islay, it doesn't have these, um, these Karbitin, these end of the rope where you have the loops, these Karbitin that are untied. Apparently, a regular Mita doesn't have these things. It's, a lot, it's, it's just built differently. So the Gemara is asking, um, you know, if you're going to question whether a Dargish is a regular bed, the question is going to be, how could you be talking about Karbitin? Karbitin on a, it doesn't exist on a regular bed, and it does exist on a Dargish. So obviously a Dargish is not a regular bed. So says the Gemara, fine. He also, Ravan Omar, when Ravan came, he explained to us, She'ote lahu Rabbanam, I asked the Shaila, I asked the question, searching for information about what a Dargish is. To one of the Rabbanam, and the Rabbanam who I asked, the Rav, the Rav who I asked, was Rav Tachlifa. Tavishchiach b'shuka detzalah, the who uh, he was uh, very often could be found in the marketplace of those who worked with leather. Vaamarli, my dargish arta the tzali says, I want to tell you, a dargish is not a good luck bed. Rather, a dargish is a bed made with leather. In other words, they had leather laying across the posts, and th- th- that's what a uh, a dargish is. All right. So back to our mission now. If a dargish is referring to a bed of leather. So that what it says, if you make a nether that you're not going to use a bed, Rebbe Meir says you, you may still use a dargush. It's made out of leather and it's not a standard bed. But the Chum say no, a, a leather bed is like a regular bed. Itmar, we learned, Ezo mita vezo dargush. What is the difference between a bed? Why is one thing called a bed and one thing called a dargush? Amr Abirmiya, mita misarganesa al gaba, darga misarganesa bigufai. It depends on how you tie the ropes that you lay on. So, People would lay down, either they themselves would lay on the ropes or they would lay out a mat on top of the ropes. We'll imagine springs in our day and age. So you have a, uh, a regular bed is where the ropes go over the, the structure, over the legs and over the, the structure of the bed. While a dargush, the ropes are actually going to be uh, attached to the sides within Size within, so it doesn't go over the sides. It's actually just going to be in middle. So if you lay down a mat, it's actually going to go be lowered down within the bed frame. May say that's a challenging question. Call eight may aim assignment kablin tuma any um, any eight any piece of wood. At what point does this piece of wood capable of becoming tuma? We know there's halacha that pshute kli eights a simple piece of wood is not capable of becoming tummy. Something in its most rawest and emes dika form. Like life, something in its most emesdic form that hasn't been tampered with is not makabal tumma. Cannot become tame. It's just, its essence is pure. Nothing can do. Now I start working with the wood. I want to start changing it. I want to start changing it around. At what point is it capable of becoming tame? Says the Mishnah. Hamita. If you're making a bed. Varisa or a crib. Misha Yeshufim Ba'ar Hadog. It's when it's been smoothed out with our hadog. Our hadog is you used the leather, the or really skin, hadog of a fish to go over it. You went over it, you went over the boards, kind of like sanded it down. 
the imita mascaras algabo. Let's say there's ropes that go over it. Lamali dog. Why do I gotta smooth out and sand down the side of the boards? Anyway, nobody's making use of the side of the boards. The ropes are going on top. And now you're gonna sit on top of those ropes or on top of the mat on top of the ropes. Why do I got to sand down things on the side? It doesn't matter. So what all the Gemara here is questioning, we're not questioning what a dargish is. Right now we're agreeing that a dargish could be a, a bed made out of leather, but the Gemara here is questioning the difference between a dargish and a mita in as much as where the ropes are tied to. We had said that by a, um, we said that by a regular mita, the ropes go over it. And we're challenged, I was saying, if it goes over it, why does something become a bed when you sand down the sides? You're not using that anyway. It's not making it a clee. It's not making it anything more useful. Answers the Gemara. Ella havaha migufan. Really, all types of beds, a regular mita and a darga and a, a dargash, both of them, the ropes are attached to the side. Right? They're attached to the side. So I'm going to make some usage of the side and I need the side wood, uh, say, uh, you know, worked over with the fish skin. However, mita... Why is one called a bed? You have the, the uh, by regular mita, the strings and the ropes that are coming, you know, that are uh, being used are going to go up and down from side to side and front to back. But dargush, but what's considered a dargush? What's, why is that, what's that unique name? That's where the Threads are tied between loops on the side, and that's really what's uh, what's holding it up. So a regular mita is going to be a standard. It's going to be you know connected in a standard way to the side. Let's say with a screw or a hole or whatever they would use. But a dargush is when they made holes on the side and then they tied the rope through those holes and then pulled it all the way across the bed. So it's really a difference in how the the bed frame. Is made. Amr Rav Yaakov Baracha, Amr Rebbe. Rav Yaakov says in the name of Rebbe, Mita Shenakli Teha Yaitzin. When you have a, a bed that the posts of the bed keep going upwards beyond the sleeping area, okay? Just keeps going up like these fancy beds that have the poles on each end. Zukva Vidiyai. So you just stand it up on the, you know, make sure it's standing upright. And that is enough. That's enough to, to show the availus enough of a change. Amr of Yaakov Reidi, Amr of Jehu ben Levi, Halacha, Kriv Shimon ben Gamliel, the Halacha follows Rebbe Shimon ben Gamliel. Rebbe Shimon Gamliel said that um, you, um, by a bed, you undo the, the ropes so that the ultimately the mat that you're laying on is going to be completely on the ground. So you have it's not just enough to to um, uh, you know to change it around or pick up the bed. You might just have to lower the entire sleeping area down to the floor. That's the psak of Rib Shimming Amliel. Okay, next Mishnah. Here we go. Guy says, I'm not going into a city. You're allowed to enter the Tchum. Remember Tchum by Erevin, right? Tchum Shabbos. A person has, by the edge of the city, there's seven, a little over 70 Amas. That's kind of included in the city. And then you have an initial 2,000 Amas. They're allowed to walk beyond the city on Shabbos Midrabon. So if I say I'm not going to enter a city, I can enter the Tchum. I can enter the 2,000 Amas 
area of the city. However, I cannot enter the pregnancy part of the city. Now, what's the pregnancy part of the city? It's the initial 70 Amas. So let's explain like this. You have a city. The city has its borders. It has its boundaries. We, the, what happens is there's an additional 70 and two-thirds Amas that are kind of are called a pregnant city. The city gets larger. Now, it's, the 70 Amas is not really part of the city, but we consider all that to be part of the city itself as far as walking. Then, after once you're seven, a little over 70 Amas outside the edge of your city, now you're 2,000 Amas of Tchum start. So we're saying, so a guy said, I'm not entering the city. We said, you can't enter the 2,000 Amas area of Tchum. Uh, you, you could enter the 2,000 area of Tchum. That's not called the city. But once you get within 70 and two-thirds Amas of the city, even though you're not literally inside the walls, that's already called city because that's what we consider it for Elcha Shabbat. That's what means the city becomes pregnant. Same way a woman, the stomach expands because of what's in there, because of the baby in there. The city kind of expands itself past its borders by 70 Amas. So I said I'm not entering the city. You could enter the Tchum. You can't enter the last 70 and two-thirds Amas. A person says, I am not going to enter a house. You're not let to enter even the door frame. Can't enter the door frame. Okay. Here we go. Now the door frame is not necessarily inside the house, but it's inside enough that it's not called outside. Know that initial 70 and two-thirds outside the city is considered the city itself, and therefore you cannot enter it. When Yeshua was in Yericha, now he didn't even conquer the city yet. My Yericha, I mean, he's in the city. If you tell me Yeshua when he went to conquer Yericha was literally in the city, it's not true. But this pasuk is It's referring to before the walls Yericha sunk into the ground, it was locked off. Don't tell me he was in Yericha if he couldn't get into Yericha. He was within the seventy and two thirds Amas. That's what we call Yericha. You see. The 70 and two-thirds Amas outside of a city is called the city itself. Beautiful. Says the Gemara, Maybe even the additional 2,000 Amas is considered the city. He knows only the additional 70 Amas. Says the Gemara, no. Because about Tchum, uh, it says, And you measure from 2,000 Amas from outside the city. Okay? Now what does it mean outside the city? So we say, Yeshua would have, we would have said he was in front of, of uh, the space. What does it mean outside the space? You see that Yeshua, there was, uh, he was, there's no way that he was in the additional 2,000 Amas because we said he's Mamish in the city. So what is it? Is he in or is he out? Teretz is neither. He's in the, because out is the Trum. There it is in the last 70 and two-thirds Amas. Okay, so again, what are we coming out from this? Why do we need to, why do we, why do we need to quote these psukim? What are we learning from this? If somebody makes another, I'm not entering a city, you cannot go all the way up to the walls of the city. You cannot do that. You need to stop 70 and two-thirds Amas away because at that point, it's already, consul, it's, it's already considered the city. Okay. Two dots. The guy says, I'm not entering a house. You're, it's usher. To enter the the doorway milafnim inwards, okay. Meaning, once you hit the door frame where the door is going to close and inwards, it's already aser. Ask the Gemara Aval Mina Agaf 
but to the outside of that seems that it's going to be permitted. There's no problem, says the Gemara. But is that true? Masiv Rav Mari. Rav Mari asks a challenging question. The Yotzah Kayim in Abayis when it comes to the laws of Tzeras. We said the Kayin leaves the house. What happens is, if somebody has Tzeras on the walls of their home, and they go and they call the Kayin. The Kayin comes, he takes a look, and then he's going to come back seven days later, and he's going to check the, what ended up happening to the colors. Okay? What happened to the colors, what size it was, so on and so forth. When the Kayin is leaving in between his two checkings, it says the Kayan leaves Minabayas from the house. So I would say that the Kayan now goes back home, the Yaskir, and he closes it off, makes sure that the door is completely closed. Tamud Laimar El Pesachabayas. So it lets us know that the Kayan is only going El Pesachabayas. The Kayan leaves the entrance of the home. Okay, which means when the Kayan is closing off the house for usage, he, Mamish, has to be standing at the entrance. Now, it says El Pesach. Now, I El Pesach Habayis, Yochol Yamay Tachas Amashka V'yaske. What does it mean at the entrance of the home? If you're going to tell me it means he stands underneath the Mashkaif, which is the lintel, the top bar of a doorway, the Yasker, and he closes it off from there. Talmud Laimar Minabayis. The says he does it from the house, which means that he cannot, you know, make the house off limits until he's completely out of the house. Well, if he if he has to be standing under the doorway and he has to be there, but he can't be in the house, so what's happening? Okay, so it has all work out. I met Bitsad Hamashkaifiaskir. He should stand right outside the the door frame, right outside the area from where the lintel's coming down, and make sure he's outside the house. The Yaskir, and then he will, uh, you know, and then he will uh, close it off until the next examination. Again, he's not allowed to be in the house, but he must, must be right, he can't be too far, it must be right outside the house. So you see that um, in the house goes, including the door frame. Ask the Gemara, when I in Shemhalach Labesa Vehiskir, how do you know, even though he's not supposed to do like this, but let's say he did do it. Let's say he did uh, close off the house when he was under the lintel. Let's say he did close off the house, you know, when he was already back home living across the street. How do you know Taka going to be effective, even though he didn't do it properly? As long as he closed off the house, we're in good shape. Says the Gemara, shiny Gabi Bayes. When it comes to the Tsaras of Abayas, it's different. The Chsev. It says the Kayan has to has to close off the house, minabayas from the house, which means if he has to leave from the house, that means he can't be in the bias, he can't be in the house at all. Once he leaves the house, that now he's right outside, it ha- only then is it going to be a a uh, complete closing off and a a uh, valid closing off of the house. So again, we had the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, a person is making a nether from a city. What's the halacha? We said you can't even enter the last 70 and two-thirds amos. Um, but you are permitted to enter the tchum. You're permitted to enter the tchum. There, there's no, there's no question. What about if he says, I'm not going to enter a home. So then we say, you're usher to enter 
from wherever the lintel is and inwards. But outside, right outside that door is going to be allowed. Why? Because you find by the Kayin, as long as he's right outside, he's already considered away from the house. Okay, we'll hold it here for this evening. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. A Freilich in Hanukkah, everybody. Uh, Gitte Nacht.